Well, hello everyone. Our guest today is from the commercial real estate industry. Kelly Blaskowski is uh, the chief operating officer at Capstone Real Estate. Capstone manages about 40 properties. Um, Kelly, welcome to the Get in the Mode podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Great. Well, for the benefit of our listeners, uh, can you tell us a little bit about Capstone and your background? Sure. So I um, have been with Capstone six years. Actually, I worked with them at the beginning of my career uh, and then came back as their chief operating officer during COVID. Um, so that was a great deal of fun. Uh, I've been in multifamily for over 25 years, worked on a pretty diverse portfolio um, over the time frame. Capstone, as you said, is about 40,000 units. We work primarily in um, multifamily. We have some build-to-rent product, active adult, uh, affordable. We work with a lot of different nonprofits uh, to, to find ways to serve our community um, and continue to grow. We're strictly third-party management, which makes us a little unique in this space. We don't own any of the buildings. Um, but we work very closely with our people to achieve the results that the client is looking for on each of their assets. Got it. Um, so, you know, you I saw that Capstone also does due diligence services for acquisition. Do you play a role in that uh, as well? Yeah, so I work with gathering the team and really creating the structure behind how we're going to complete due diligence. I also help support the operations through the reporting side, depending on what that reporting looks like, what the client's really interested in looking at and making sure that we're meeting those objectives during that process. Got it. So you mentioned that, uh, you know, you've kind of come back to Capstone almost at the, I don't know if it was the beginning of the pandemic or when, but, uh, you know, tell us, walk us through the journey of for the industry through this pandemic. Yeah, so, you know, it's been really interesting to kind of live through something that is very unique. Um, you know, I'll give you a great example. Self-tour uh, guides was definitely something that was on the cusp of really trying to determine what does that look like? Do people want to respond to that type of technology and not have that human interaction and that touch? And being in the industry as long as I have, I feel that this is a people business and people want to connect with you before they buy, you know, whether they're buying a car, a home, a, a whatever that is. Well, what COVID did is it kind of put us in that space to say, okay, you can't have that personal connection face to face. So it did bring us back to self-guided tours and really utilizing the technology to the best of our ability to connect to our prospects, to connect to our residents, to our clients, and really getting comfortable utilizing that technology and being successful with it. So I do think that the pandemic kind of pushed us to be a little more open to these areas, to really push our teams to utilize these different software. And I think it's something that's going to stick with us long term. I don't think that's going to go away with the pandemic. I think we'll continue to offer these options because people want the ability to choose how they interact with others. Um, so it's definitely here to stay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it kind of, even afterwards, when things somewhat go back to normal, perhaps it's, it enhances for the, you know, for the person who cannot be there physically, right? 
I, I think it does. You know, in previous times, if someone was moving from Arizona to Texas, they really had to depend on photos or descriptions that were kind of verbally communicated. Well, now we can take them through it, kind of do a FaceTime. We've got 3D tours if they prefer. Um, they can place furniture in their apartment home to see how it's going to fit. So it's definitely pulling us away from um, the limitations that we had before and really expanding those opportunities for people that need uh, a good home. Yeah. Uh, now, let's talk about teams. Um, you know, as a CEO, you run a big team. Uh, how have you kept them motivated throughout this time? Tell us a little bit about culture challenges in your... Yeah, so, you know, I think people are people. And with a pandemic, it's been scary. And there's been a lot of anxiety. And um, our teams are considered essential. So they never stop working. So where some of us could work from home, we had a lot of on-site team members that were still going into the office every day, leaving the door locked. And, you know, some of them were living in fear. And so we really depended on our technology through video to continue to have meetings, to thank them for the small things they were doing, encourage the resident retention, and really just keep them focused on the things that can make a difference. We did find that a lot of our team members were interested in how they can serve others and how they can still give that feeling of embracing because again, you know, we have a lot of active adult communities. And so for us, they were the most susceptible. And so our team members were looking for those opportunities to, to still visit them or give them that community feel. And so by getting them into a video, they were able to brainstorm with others um, we were able to recognize them in more of a public forum, which just kept them encouraged mm -hmm. um, and really focused on what they were doing versus what was happening outside their doors. Yeah. So let's for a moment shift from, you know, people and culture to technology, right? You mentioned previously that, you know, now you are having to embrace technology at, you know, one of, the, you know, as a digital leader myself and, you know, a lot of our listeners who are digital leaders, you know, tech adoption is a big challenge for them, right? For mm -hmm. all of us, uh, digital leaders. Now, how do, how can a, a CIO collaborate uh, or an IT leader collaborate uh, with the, with a COO or what are some ways we, you know, as digital leaders can adopt to improve that tech adoption? What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, I, I think there's always a challenge there because we're looking at two different things. You know, I'm looking at how we create those touches where technology is looking for how to connect in a different way. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's really a collaboration of what are the needs? What is the end result that we're looking for? And, and then what is the right pieces that we need to implement in order to meet that that desired result. So it, it's always been a collaboration of efforts. I'm a firm believer that no one knows the answer as a single person. I do think that with all of us combining, we can come up with better results. And that's really what's pushed us to utilize our technology. I think Zoom and Teams meetings and some of these things have been in the field a long time. 
but we didn't utilize them to the degree that we are now. So, you know, I think that's part of it too, is just understanding what can it do for you and, and then putting it in place and trying it, see if it yeah. works. Yeah, I mean, uh, even for property management, I'm, I'm sure you guys use some tools, right? Um, what's, you know, if we were to talk about training challenges or improvements in terms of engagement with, with the internal team, what does that look like? I mean, what are some ways that CIOs can engage better? Yeah, I think it's understanding the challenges that they do have, you know, part of a challenge in tech all the way across the board is the uh, the lack of understanding of how it works and really getting them bought in. You know, if they mm -hmm. don't think it works for them or it's too difficult, they're not going to use it. Um, so we really have to spend time showing them not just how the system works, but really talking through where the benefits are and how they can utilize it in the way that we envision. Um, and that helps them to embrace the idea. And once they embrace it, then they're more um, more open to the training and really exploring what, what the capacity could be in that space. Right. I mean, we talk about human-centered, you know, technology, which is part of like empathy and understanding your users. And you're also bringing up a great point about showing the benefits, right? How do we show benefits? Which kind of leads me to this next question, you know, operational intelligence is a hot topic, right, for COOs. Um, you know, what are some data or key performance indicators that you look for, uh, perhaps in your industry? Yeah, so we use a business intelligence program through RealPage. And so what we're looking for is what that trade out is um, of rent. You know, are we getting a higher level of rent that is um, sustainable in that market? Are we um, pushing for renewals, how our retention is doing? More importantly, it really gives us kind of what our trend is. You know, what are we looking at over the next 90 to 120 days? And how do we course correct if it's going in the wrong direction? So we do utilize those tools in order to kind of predict what's coming. And we also utilize um, BI for our clients to give them more information in terms of how their property is performing. You know, clients um, sometimes are out of state. And so the reporting that you provide them really gives them a full story of what's happening on their project. So that, that's, uh, that's been a critical piece for us that we'll continue to utilize as that BI piece. Yeah, and uh, you know, has, have you done any AI implementations internally in terms of forecasting? You know, you talked a little bit about predictions. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that is upcoming in, in you, perhaps even in your industry, if not in Capstone? Yeah, so we do um, try to keep our finger on the pulse of where the trend is going. Uh, I meet with several individuals that maybe come out of the ground with new technology that they feel like might help with that customer uh, experience. So we're constantly looking to keep ahead of the technology piece. We certainly don't want to fall behind. Um, but it's ever changing, you know, and I think that's part of the challenge with technology is the minute you kind of get used to one space, it immediately kind of ramps up and now you're in a different space. So really keeping on target with that, ensuring that our IT department is in tune with 
What is it going to take to get there? Is our current software going to integrate appropriately with it? You know, those are some of the things that we look at before we roll it out. Um, but ultimately, we do feel like a lot of the pieces we utilize are very helpful in our space just to be able to keep track of the moving pieces of activity that are happening within the communities. Yeah, and, um, you know, we've talked about how tech is enabling. Let's talk about where tech could do better or where you feel it has missed the mark. Hmm. Is there any, anything like that? Well, that's a that's a really good question. I don't know that it's missed the mark as much as it's continuing to develop. Okay. You know, they, we may have limitations with certain components that we utilize, but there's always someone in the background that's working on improvements. And and our BI tool is a perfect example of that. There's you know when COVID hit, we were really watching our collections. We were wanting to understand. What is the impact there? And some of the reporting we were pulling didn't have the level of detail that we needed. So we were able to connect with our contacts at that particular software and talk about how do we get this type of reporting? Because the data is there, but it's not necessarily pulling it into a format that we would want to read. So working with them to adjust and utilize the data that's within the system to provide the reporting we were looking for was a big success for us. And that enabled us to be better about managing the collections on our properties, both from a portfolio standpoint, as well as drilling into individual sites. So there is that ability and, and we do see that need sometimes, but we find that our partners, our vendor partners that are providing us with this technology, they've been very good about listening um, and understanding what our need is and morphing to that to the best of their ability. Awesome. Now, um, let's talk about strategy, company strategy at a high level, right, uh, for the board. What is the role of CEO in, in a company's business strategy? Yeah. So my role is really to oversee operations, to identify those areas of pain points between the departments and how we connect to become more um, have more synergy as we're moving through the process. We are all one big team, but if there's a cog in the wheel, it just doesn't move as smoothly. So my job is to remove the cogs, right? Find the problem, come up with a solution and fix it. In addition to that, I spend a lot of time focusing on our people. You know, what's gonna drive them? What's gonna motivate them? We are a people business. Um, again, we don't own any of the buildings, but we do employ the people. So keeping them motivated, keeping them with that feeling of embraced, um, finding new opportunities for recognition and really celebrating those small successes. Because it's very easy to find problems and to talk about problems. But what I challenge the team with is finding those successes within your week or within your day that we can truly celebrate. And those are the moments that I feel like really capture our employees and create that feeling of they have an opportunity to be a part of the bigger picture. So that's, that's all encompassing with how I manage my people and, and how we kind of come together as a group to be successful. Awesome. Uh, now, for a company that may be starting to develop and implement KPIs, um, 
you know, what are, where would you start? Let's say you kind of got in as a CEO as, in a new company where they may not be having all these intelligence, business BI tools and KPIs, where would you start? Well, I would start with the team that I have in place. You know, I think, again, collaboration is key. So understanding what are they experiencing? What are their goals? What would they like to see? I think that helps you to develop what are your initial KPIs. And in my mind, KPIs change all the time. We may be looking at one set of KPIs for performance on your properties, but you're also looking at KPIs for how you're managing your business and how your employees are engaged. So it, the first step is always connecting with the people around you and understanding what they need out of their company and what they're looking for, because that's really going to be the driving force behind What them. might be that you brought up another, you know, I want to touch on what are some people KPIs, the internal KPIs that you would want a COO to always track? I would say uh, the the temperature of your team, you know, right. understanding what is the feedback, what's the reputation outside of your space. Um, sometimes the reputation on the outside kind of dictates what you do on the inside to change the perception. Um, and, and in our world, perception is reality. So really working with those teams to ensure that you are doing exit interviews for people that are leaving to understand what are those pain points and how do we fix it. Jumping into the middle of a situation when your teams are not cohesive and how you kind of put those pieces together and really focusing on their their strengths as individuals. You know, what does this person bring or what does that person bring and understanding the generational changes because I do think that that's a big part of it. Your baby boomers are motivated differently than your Gen Zs, and that's probably the largest gap there is. Um, and they work differently. They, different things motivate them. You know, baby boomers, they want that plaque. They want to be able to be recognized and seen. Your Gen Zs, they want to be tasked. They want to be part of something big. They want to show that they participated and that they've been a big component of success. So really looking at your, your needs of your teams and how you manage them is is critical piece of really determining what are the steps you're going to take to improve that. You are a woman CEO. What advice do you have for a, perhaps a CEO who's especially a woman? Yeah, so that that's an interesting question. And I think... Um, I think as a woman, you know, there, I don't know that there's big challenges that I face. I feel like the team members I work with or the clients that I work with are very respectful of what I bring to the table in terms of my experience or um, different concepts that we want to work through. Um, I, I don't know that, that it's been that I've experienced the challenge that you may hear from others. Um, I think as a woman, you come into the job and you do the best job you can and you don't let anybody get in the way. Yeah. You know, you still collaborate, you still push forward, but the um, perceptions should not stop you from doing the right thing. And that inevitably will always win. Right, yeah. That's great advice. Now, some uh, fun rapid fire questions. 
what's uh, on your uh, Spotify or iTunes? What music have you been listening to in the last? Oh, <laughs> so the last few weeks has probably been a mix of Bob Marley because he calms me down. <laughs> And probably a lot of 90s music. I'm, I'm a big 80s, 90s fan. It That's kind of brings fun. me back to childhood. So I've been listening to a lot of that. Any favorite bands? Oh, gosh. Right now, I would say The Smiths um, is kind of, I'm feeling that a little lately. Um, but I do love uh, uh, Bob Marley as well and... Um, and Nirvana, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, that grunge era is really good too. <laughs> um, what's your favorite cocktail that you like to make for yourself? Without a doubt, mojitos. <laughs> and it's summertime now, so. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and, and none of the fancy stuff. I like just the real mojito. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Kelly, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you for your time. Thank you, David. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.